Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Friday Night and the Malay Podcast. It has been a long time since I saw all of you guys. We have been on hiatus, and even before that, I was not back in it. So it's good to be sitting back at this uh, at this table. Dave and Mel and all the other people who jumped in did an amazing job. But we are back. It is July. We are in the middle of a hot-ass summer. So and uh, it's the Malay Podcast. Now tonight's show a little different. We're going to talk about shrooms in a minute, but first we got to go around, say hi to everybody, and see what they've been up to. We're going to start with my good friend, Dave. Dave, what is up? How have you been, sir? Good, man. How's it going? We miss you so much. It has been nice, man. It's well, it's been it's been busy. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, it's, it's really nice to have you back. And I told you this when we had our, our little meeting the other day. It's like, you know, I love hosting it, but the show is like exponentially better when you're uh, when you're hosting. So I appreciate it, and that way I can like try to do all the the producing stuff. So I'm just glad you're on. Right, and keep an eye on uh, what's happening on online and everything. So if you want to comment, uh, definitely comment, like, and subscribe on whatever platform that you're watching us across, because we're broadcasting across a lot of different things. Um, and with me again is my beautiful wife from our other house that is much nicer than our house. Mel, how are you? How's things been going since the last three minutes when I saw you? <laughs> things are good. Thank you very much. Um, just, you know, lots of homework right now. Yes, Looking definitely. Enjoy the summer, I decided to get it all done. So, but end of August, I'll be done, graduated. Time to move on. Nice. Woo. So then we'll have, uh, we'll have some more shows with Mel jumping in there because we definitely uh have some people the all-girls show very popular and uh we have some people that want to step in and do that and actually with that before we go into everything else while we've been on hiatus dave has done a couple things um one of the big things that i we want to talk about first and foremost is you went with scratch catering and uh our good friend chef david to a uh, trade show to tell us about what, what did you do, Dave? Yeah, tell us so, about what you did. Uh, last Saturday, um, Chef David, who was <coughs> on our show last week when we talked about the munchies, um, uh, Chef David launched his new edibles line, and uh, we went to this place called the Denver Dabbing Fest um, at some food, uh, some like commissary kitchen or some kitchen that's like a, uh, it's hard to explain. Like, you know, restaurant companies send prototypes of equipment to this place and this place, you can test out the equipment before you buy it. Um, but they use that space to put in this uh, marijuana um, dab centric uh, trade show, uh, marijuana trade show. Um, right. And so like, I got to talk with all sorts of people in the, the cannabis industry. Uh, a lot of, a lot of free samples. It was kind of weird because uh, you know, California like right now just you know in, instituting masking and shit and we're here like you know dabbing you know sampling dabs from the the same piece so uh that was a little weird but I did not stop me one bit and I uh, I got plenty high um uh, talked to a lot of people in the industry uh, I met a lot of people who want to come on a show which uh is exciting for me especially a lot of women in the cannabis industry which uh, I definitely want to give them some love because uh I think uh, they're an underrepresented uh, portion of this emerging in industry. So I definitely want to give them some love and uh, they'll be on. So check them out. Um, they're not underrepresented here though, because <laughs> one of our favorite guests, Courtney, she was our first industry guest. And Absolutely. so like, we really talked to more women in the industry. Absolutely. I think are. we're, we're very progressive in our old age. We're very progressive when it comes to that. Speaking of dabs, Mel is on mute because she's dabbing right now. Out of, out of a dab. The old dabbing cough. And you can see that. Yeah. You can see the cough going on. So uh, I just want to um, have one more thing before we, uh, before I move on. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to Chef David because he fucking stole that trade show. I mean, everybody was coming up and getting his baked goods. Um, I mean, like 
there were like big names, like the biggest names in Colorado when it comes to like regulators, when it comes to lawmakers, lobbyists, um, cannabis owners, uh, the, all the big names are coming up and just telling David how amazing his shit was. And his, his uh, big goods were definitely the hit. So I want to give a huge shout out to him. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so is Chef David, is he wanting to, uh, is he trying to brand it and sell it to dispensaries? Or? Yeah, he's trying to uh, figure it out. Um, the big thing is that he has to figure out uh, childproof packaging and they're freshly baked goods. So there's a couple of hurdles ahead of him. Yeah. With the kind of reception that he got, though, uh, I definitely think that he could, you know, definitely definitely um find an investor or something like that and he just wants to send uh sell to like one or two different uh dispensaries and that's it he doesn't this is not his full-time gig his catering thing that's his gig so uh yeah so that's where it is great fucking time i had a, a great nice. time so it was a big day for my podcast nice and they've got hella stickers i, I got i got i got so many stickers I, I just don't have room i have so many stickers i don't have room for them so right <laughs> see this is when you need a trap uh, my mom says hi jamie hi, hi. Um, Mel, while you we were off on hiatus, you went to a festival uh, in Denver as well. Dave was talking about how weird it was to go to masses. You and I attended oh, yeah. Pride Fest. Yeah. And uh, we've gone to Pride numerous times in our life in a bunch of different states. We've been to Denver so Pride at least a half a dozen times. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What was the, what's, your, what's your summary of this year's Pride? What did you think of it and how did it feel to exist in the world? without a minute um i didn't understand the way they designed it this year i i don't mean to knock it so let me start with that like james said we always go but i really didn't understand like they and normally they just have it all near civic center park right like just downtown by the Capitol in that big park and everything kind of branches out into that circle of that street that goes in a circle around it basically and this year to they said to minimize the crowding they did stations throughout Denver instead. And we went to the like main hub station and the line was a couple hours long and you get in there and it was just a couple booths. But because it was just in like a, a center of some kind in a building, like you were more crowded, even with fewer people. It was, it was kind of, it was weird, but I really loved being around people again. That was really nice. It was just so different. Briefly. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, you're all outside, so nobody was really wearing masks, and I understand it. And it was just, I hadn't done that much. You know, I'm not going out yet a lot. So it was just very, it was very exciting, though. I do remember specifically getting a drink with James and looking at him and being like, this is so normal, right. you mm. know? And so it just, it felt very, I don't know, in lift uplifting, I guess. So Yeah, we were in Charlie's. That was a different experience to, you know, from being away from people to be back in a small environment. Yeah. Uh, I went to a show up at Red Rocks, um, like maybe three or four days after the mandate was lifted. Like the um, uh, CDC came out, said no more masks. Uh, all of a sudden, Carl said no more masks. And then uh, uh, my cousin, Christy, who does the, the Potter Girls podcast, who's been on my high podcast before, um, she got us tickets to go see last podcast on the left up at uh, Red Rocks. And it was almost it was almost near capacity and not a mask in sight. Uh, it was very strange, but also like you said, it was very normal feeling. It, like you felt like you're back at it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a it's a kind of but a like, halfway world. But I still wear my mask like everywhere else. I just knew it was pointless there. It was outside mostly. So even if I went inside, it was gonna be to eat. So it didn't make sense. Um, but like I still wear mine in the store. So I'm not there yet. <laughs> Um, Look at there. Well, excellent. Yeah, and uh, things are definitely opening up. We just had the All Star Game, which you know is something for Denver, I guess. Uh, I do want to point out, besides saying hi to your mom, I, I know I kind of ran by that your dad just had a birthday. So one of our yeah. big contributors. Oh, I happy uh, birthday! Happy birthday, yeah, happy Paul! Birthday, a little belated birthday on that. So, so this is my uh, dad. He's like, like, hey, dad, you know, can we come over? Do you want to hang out? Do you want dinner? He's like, no. I just wanted. You know, hang around the house. I don't want anybody coming over. I don't want this to be a big deal. I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. That's how I am too. I hate, I don't tell anybody my birthdays. I don't. I try not to celebrate my birthday too much. Like, I downplay it. 
that's just my day. See, I go out of town. I go crazy on my birthday. <laughs> uh, speaking of going out of town, and you do one other thing while we were off the air, Dave. Have you talked about that? Did you go on your trip yet? Uh, I went to Seattle. Yeah, I went up yeah. to Seattle uh, for a few days. Um, I, I talked about briefly, but it, it'd be fun to talk about now. Um, it was a great trip. It was definitely a food destination. Um, you know, going to Pike's Place Market. I work at Starbucks for the time being, and um, you know, we got to go to the the fancy Starbucks that's there, the roastery. We got to walk down in uh, Pike's Place Market and just uh, check out all the the food stalls that are there um not not great in mexican food like we love mexican food there was not a lot of good mexican restaurants but what they had was amazing fucking asian food uh that was the the best things that we had we went to a chinatown and we had you know all sorts of like asian hot dogs and dumplings and all sorts of shit so that was real good uh on the last day we almost saw a guy get shot which was uh, an exciting end to our trip um after our plane got our flight got canceled the night before um, we went to a Starbucks the next day and watched a guy almost get shot. So uh, wow. it was a very exciting. And uh, the weed down there, I can't tell if it's just not potent or uh, the combination of me being a stoner and a stoner at altitude uh, affected the potency of the weed down there. So uh, I'm right. not sure. I, I tried to get high as much as possible. Um, the, the only time I got high was I had fucking like two joints left and we were heading to the airport and I had to fucking smoke them like real quick before I got into the airport. So I went out to the parking lot and just like burned them down as fast as I could. And I got a little high. And so I, like I said, I don't know if it's because uh, of the Seattle weed or just the fact that I, I smoke at altitude, but it, uh, it was a lot of money for not a lot of weed. Mel, you were Pacific Northwest weed smoker be, uh, on your own. What do you think? comparatively because my thing is uh, vegas we've done the lead in vegas and, and southern california both i find really comparable i would argue that some of the weed i smoked in southern california was even better than the weed i smoked here but i haven't done the pacific north uh west mel you've done it what do you think of the weed well i mean the pacific north it's humble like that's where I'm, i mean i'm not from i don't want to misrepresent i'm from the bay area which is hours away from Humboldt, so i've spent time there so, I mean, there's a lot of people there who've spent decades since before it was legal cultivating a passionate love for growing really good weed. And, and so you can definitely find some very good strains out there. I haven't, I don't think I've been to Washington since they legalized it. I've been to Oregon and Nevada. Yeah, Nevada what do you think of Oregon? Oregon's was or not that good either, to be honest. I hear that about the Northwest. Like people are very, once you get outside of California, they're kind of unimpressed with the weed up there. Who knows? My guess is it's not worth it for people from Humboldt to try to figure out how to, you know, get it to Oregon right now, especially because we recently watched a documentary on it. There's people who still aren't legally growing it there because they have they have other beneficial, you know, places to put it. Well, <laughs> those fucks up in the Northwest are all farm to table people. So it's probably just the it's shitty weed that they grew in their backyards and everything so i will say um, though that the budget is super nice all and good. and when i talk about like there's not a lot of female representation in, in weed i went to two dispensaries and it was completely staffed by women a hundred percent and i thought that was really cool awesome so, yeah so nice all right and, um, so see that was good that was it thank you yeah cool uh, before we go on to talking about shrooms which i know everybody was here for we had to talk real quick about Let's throw a couple things out that we have watched because we always do this. Um, and I'll start with you, Dave. What what have you watched? What do you want to talk about? All right. So we'll hold off what I want to talk about to the, the to the end of this uh, this segment because I watch a lot of stuff. Obviously, okay. I, I always watch a lot of stuff. Um, I I think the things that stuck out was the Summer of Soul on Hulu. It's a documentary by Questlove about. Uh, this um, soul music festival in Harlem, right around the same time as Woodstock. Um, okay. Everybody fucking like knows Woodstock, but hardly anybody knows about this um, this street festival. Uh, and you had all the biggest names in soul music, from like Nina Simone down to like Stevie Wonder, um, fucking Gladys Knight in the Pips. I mean, it was a massive, and it was like you know you had tens and tens of thousands of people come in to watch this, and um, it was put on by a guy who. Um, really didn't have any money he just like he knew that that area of new york was a powder keg and it was right off the you know martin luther king being assassinated and robert f kennedy being assassinated um and so he knew that 
it was a hot summer. And he said, you know, either we break into violence or we give them something to do, uh, something to look forward to. And so he rounded up all these big acts from like Motown and whatnot. Uh, and they put on this festival and Quest Love took all this footage, um, digitized it, um, edit, you know, made it the sound incredible. So I would say that was probably the, the best thing that I've seen. Um, but also Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt out of Prime. Really? I uh, hear it was a cool it. movie. It, it's just, you know, it is every bit as good as Independence Day. I mean, it's uh, it's a That's fun. Yeah. It, people shit on it because like, uh, it does, it's not terribly believable, but it's like it's a fucking sci-fi movie. It's a blockbuster sci-fi movie. He has every element of a, a blockbuster that you could want. And Chris Pratt is a decent actor and he, he was a fun and the aliens in there are super cool. So I highly so, recommend that. So, okay. Comparatively to a sci-fi movie, what is a better Chris Pratt sci-fi movie that or uh, passengers? Uh, that um, tomorrow war for sure. Passengers really? was, yeah, it was good, but it was boring. It was hella boring. Um, Tomorrow War is great. I'd say of the, all the sci-fi movies, of course, Jurassic World is probably the best, but this one is a really, really good sci-fi movie. I highly recommend it. There you go. Uh, Mel, what have you been watching? Um, I, you know, I, I was trying to remember. What have I been watching? Uh, watching? I thought you'd bring up Physical. Yes! Thank you. I was trying to think of the name. Um, I've been watching Physical, which is a show about a woman in the she's like an old well she's a yuppie she's a former hippie that's turned yuppie in like the early 80s and she's very empty and um she is just unfulfilled and she runs into this aerobics class with like jazzercise in it and she's obsessed with it and um basically the story as far as i can tell and i don't think this will be spoilers i think everybody can tell it's going this way is a uh, it's going to be that she comes up with the first home video version of you know, aerobics, which at home aerobics became a huge craze in the 80s when everybody had VCRs. So, but it's, it, she's relatable in some ways and she's got this like other stuff going on. Like she's struggling with an eating disorder. Um, her husband is running for Congress. He's also like a former hippie turned uh, university professor who's been, you know, fired. And so he's trying to figure out where he fits in again. And it's just been very interesting, but it's not really like comedy, which is weird because that's usually my style. I don't think I've watched much comedy. No, um, yeah, no, the physical. We we gave Apple TV a couple different things. We watched that. We watched. They did a whole Pride special uh, oh, about yeah, representation, was which was fascinating. Always a good history. Did you watch they Ted did Lasso? It. We did not watch Ted Lasso. Oh, it's on no, the list. You gotta watch Ted Lasso. The season, the second season starts next week, man. It's fucking amazing. It's so good. I do hear that about Ted Lasso, but no, we yeah. haven't watched. I keep seeing it. I was like, Dave's gonna ask me once I start talking about <laughs> Apple TV programming if I watch Ted Lasso. Um, we did that, uh, and we did and 1971, the year that changed yeah. music. Another good one. We're and giving Fear Apple Street. TV a shot. Fear Street. Oh yes. yeah, Fear Street's been pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I've been straight pretty impressed with the layout of Fear Street. It's uh, it, it it functions at. I feel like it functions as a full complete movie I, I think they didn't know what to do with that you know what i mean i almost yeah. feel like they were like should we make this a mini series should we make this they they really could have cut that movie at any place that they wanted to and really kind of uh put I'm it fine with a trilogy that's yeah. fine what's funny is so like i have never heard of fear street and um i was told like oh it's an rl stein and so for me rl stein's like goosebumps right doesn't he do goosebumps right. yeah right yeah. That's what I was uh and then I'm like, so it's a kid's movie. So then I'm watching it with my kid who's 13 years old. And I'm like, uh, this is a little inappropriate. And like, then the bread slicer happens. I'm like, holy shit. This is an yeah. Arnold Stein story? This is crazy. It's, in, it's a very intense, like violence warning. But I loved it. I, I don't know why. I like gory stuff. Because it's silly yeah. to me. Yeah. And good, good, good play on tropes. It has a good play on tropes. Mm-hmm. Um. The other thing that we had to talk about is that it just completed its series this week was uh, Loki. I Loki did six quick episodes. I thought they were solid. Yeah. Um, I would say, in spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen any of this, but I would say what I would what I believe that the uh, Disney Plus cinematic Marvel universe is doing is setting up their next phases of movies by introducing much bigger deeper magic than the first set of movies ever did and the multiverse 
That's literally – except I haven't finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, so, but I doubt it. That ties into Black Widow. Black Widow ties into the Hawkeye show. Loki ties into – all phase four. This is Loki is the very beginning of phase four, and WandaVision. You know, Scarlet Witch at the end of WandaVision. Yeah, 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 for sure. And they discussed uh, the multiverse in the original Doctor Strange. So they put like little Easter eggs, and definitely WandaVision uh, set up the multiverse. But this is like you know, you find out who is going to be the bad guy. Uh, right. You find out the rules of the multiverse. Uh, you. Uh, you know all the the characters they're they're being introduced so it, it really sets up and because kevin feige has been up front saying like you know kane the conqueror who was jonathan winters from loki um he's gonna be the big bad guy in ant-man but he is a bigger than thanos uh so he will drive um everything that's going forward and i believe i don't know this for sure but i believe the eternals has to do with the the collapse of the multiverse and then all the uh, the ramifications of everything splintering out. Okay, that that would probably make sense. Like they needed to uh, get in on that. That's why they came out because uh, all the Eternals have been doing, at least from their previews and a little bit I know through comic book history, is they just watch us. They just kind of hang out and stay hidden and everything. So um, jump in here real quick. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Sean. Uh, he just finished watching Loki and he's watching the Star Wars Bad Batch. Uh, Rob Roberts here. Um, but I am remiss to announce, I, I forgot to say this, that uh, we have to wish my parents a 50th wedding anniversary. Uh, they a long yes. time. congratulations, yeah, that's a long time. I, and it, yeah. was, it was like a, a couple weeks ago, so you know, it's okay if I forgot a little bit. I remember my dad, but so happy anniversary to those guys, you know, happy anniversary, happy happy anniversary. Yeah. um. And then, Dave, you watch Black Widow. Give us a spoiler free because I haven't seen it yet. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, um, I won't give any spoilers. Um, it was a good movie. Uh, it was. It, it's definitely not up in the, the upper echelon. Like people, there are a lot of people saying like it's one of the best of all time. Uh, it is not. I don't. To me, it's not. Um, it. This is not really a movie about Black Widow. This is a movie stolen by David Harbor as um, whatever the fuck the red the. the Russian version of Captain America. He is so fucking good in this movie. He absolutely steals the show. Um, that you really didn't get much out of this movie. It's uh, set in between um, Civil War and Infinity War. Um, um, and you kind of you learn about what happened in uh, Budapest. You you know learn about you know how Black Widow came to be, um, and it also sets up the next Black Widow which is that's not a spoiler that's been common knowledge for a long time um but it, it's a pretty forgettable kind of movie it's a fun action marvel movie but it's definitely not up in that upper echelon it was good it was good it wasn't is good. it worth premium access would you suggest um, somebody getting premium disney access to watch it? if it's between that and going to the theater i would rather do the paid access versus going to the theater to see it okay all right. Well, with that, we, we talked about everything we watched and everything. We are going to move into something new and fresh. We are going to talk about mushrooms. And a good way to start that, I'm going to start with this. I don't know what it's going to sound like. I don't know what I said during this. Here's my recording. Dave asked me to record the trip. Here's my recording. There's a dog. <laughs> I already like this video. I can't hear you sound. I can't hear my sound either, even on my end. All right, never mind. I'm going to stop here, <laughs> and Dave I'll is going to share mind. his video Maybe. with Sam. We will. Maybe we sound. will see about That's that. That's hilarious. Yeah, we're not. We're still uh, learning all the the fancy ins and outs of old uh, Zoom here. So let's try this. Do you see it now? Do you see it? Let's see. I see a black screen. Cool. That's all. That's what we need. What's up, everybody? This is Dave from the Maha. Great. The sound sounds amazing. I podcast. 
this sucks, man. Why, why are we so bad at this technology stuff? Here, let me go to from uh, let me go out from a, a different way. Well, you, oh yeah, if we put our pictures on top, it'll make it better. Yeah, I like how part of the different way was the positioning of us in the uh, screen. All right, yeah, well, just while yeah, Dave's figuring that out, I, okay. We're, while Dave's figuring that out, we are uh, yeah, it's the mushroom show. It is Dave the mushroom and I show. Did we're some fucking, mushrooms, you so think that we're high on mushrooms right now with the way this is going? Right. Um, yeah, no, no, we 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 uh, we were able to get a hold of about a half ounce of mushrooms uh, each. A, a few weeks ago, and we of course ran through it. Um, I still got we had a couple list. different experiences on it. We Mel and I spent some time with friends, some time at home. Mel one time took some mushrooms the night that I actually recorded. Mel took mushrooms and then like went to sleep like an hour and a half. Um, so generally, I mean, what do you what do you guys think? Um, here's I, my personal thing is this: I love mushrooms, like almost to like. It's a good thing they're not legal obsession. Um, I would I would always do mushrooms. I would do mushrooms over weed. Mushrooms are my by far my favorite drug to do. I get something out of every trip because to me it is really a trip. I'm learning something at that time. There's a journey. There's a path I have to go through almost every time, and it's not grand. It's never not doesn't have to be life changing, but I come out of the other end of it different. What is your feeling on that, Mel? Is that how you treat mushrooms? What are mushrooms to you? Um, to me, because of the effects that mushrooms has on me, it's like a special occasion thing. I enjoy it, but I could never do it every day or anything. You know, it could not take the place of any of my other habits, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but when I do have it, I've never had like a bad trip. I had a weird experience at a reggae festival once, but... Other than that, I've never had like a really bad trip or anything. So I like them. I like them a lot better than LSD or X or any of those other, you know, party type drugs. Dude, would you consider mushrooms a party drug or is it a journey drug to you? Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, the whole expanding your mind type thing. I, I think that one really does expand my mind in some ways. It's funny because I don't know if it's true. I wish I had recorded myself because there's, I always go through a period in, in shrooming where I feel like I am on top of my quick witty remarks for some reason. And like, I don't know if you noticed, but you and the, the friend that we were hanging out with, you guys were laughing hysterically for like an hour. And I was like, I am fucking hilarious, you guys. And so I love that part of it. Um, but, you know, there's some other stuff. Like when I first started doing it, it was like a, I had rules. You couldn't like, I'd make it a plan. You're hanging out in the house. Nobody's leaving. Like I wouldn't even leave my room if I didn't have to, because I didn't know what I'd do. But you know, we've explored. Yeah, so adventure. The adventure. Stories. Yeah. Um, what about you, Dave? What when you're? What are shrooms? What are shrooms to you? Like, are they just a, a party drug? Are they an experience? What What are? Do you have a goal when you're doing shrooms, or are you just like, yeah, shrooms? Here we go. Boom. No, so that's how we were when we were eating shrooms by the handful when we were younger, like college age kids. There, you know, we had that pile of shrooms on your kitchen table, and we were just taking handfuls, and there was no consideration of what was going on. Like I had no idea what was going to happen. I had we had no idea about dosage or anything like that, and we just let nature take its course, and we got really fucked up this time around. You know, because we had a limited amount, we had to like. And, you know, so much more research has been done. You know, it's been 20 years since uh, I last did or something like that. And, you know, people have been taking it for the last 20 years and kind of dialing it down. You know, this is a, a recommended dosage and, and whatnot. So I went into it with a lot more knowledge than before. And when I took it, uh, when I took it the first time, like, uh, I, I didn't take enough. So it was nothing more than, like, a good high. Like, I felt really high. Um, I was real happy, but I didn't have really anything much more than that so like a few days later um i took more and i watched baby driver by uh, edgar wright and i just had a, an existential experience like i've never had before in my life the movie was so funny um you know it was you know all it was it's a fast action um drive like car movie uh, with a great soul soundtrack and shit and so i was i had an existential i was laughing so hard i was 
in tears. I just had such a great journey. Um, and then the next time I had, it, I had like the last couple of times I've been uh, lost in watching concerts and stuff. Cause you, uh, you and DW were the ones who were like, you should listen to music. And so I did. And I started like listening to concerts and just zoning out and like having these weird emotional journeys. I mean, the highest highs, the lowest lows. And like, you really find out um, who you are as a person, uh, which is, is the, the experience I had and our friend DW had the same exact experience. It's like, it, it, all this bullshit that's going on in your brain gets, you know, kind of like filtered away. And at the very end, the last thing that you have is the, the essence of who you are as a person. Um, right. You realize um, what your imperfections are, but you realize, you know, what makes you happy. I mean, it's, it's an experience like I've never had before. And um, I, I, you know, we're amongst friends here. I gave some to my parents and um, let them enjoy some of that anniversary present. Anniversary present, yeah, and they use it on their anniversary, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> so it's a for me, it's a journey. I I think it's defined by the journey. Um, the journey from even just the uh, the whole journey of like you know prepping up and like you know taking it, waiting for it to kick in, feeling the the ebbs and flows, uh, feeling like the the numbness towards the end um i really wish i could play this fucking video man because it, it it's a perfect example of what a mushroom journey is just like from you know nothing to all of a sudden it shit kicks in and it kicks in real fast and then you're just like numb and you your body just goes through a journey the whole time and that's what happens um that's part of the psilocybin um that's part of the effects so yeah uh well, why do you talk about that why do you let us know i mean because there's because dave is uh He's our science guy. So, Dave, before we go into a little more about like our personal trips, which are unique ways, why don't you give us why don't you give us the lowdown on why the mushrooms do to us what they do to us? What's the active ingredient and how does it work? Yeah. So, um, the the active ingredient is uh, psilocybin. Um, it, it's hard to say like real five times fast, but uh, psilocybin. <laughs> Um, it's a fungus that grows on magic mushrooms and there's like 180 different varieties of magic mushrooms all over the world. Like then you can actually, actually go up and forage for them up in uh, the mountains. I would not recommend it because they look a lot like the mushrooms that will actually kill you. So if you're not an expert, then definitely uh, I would not do that. Um, so what happens is like you eat the mushrooms or you drink it in a tea, which I did the, when I recorded the video, I made it as a tea cause I cannot stand the taste and I do everything I can to mask the taste. Um, so I tried it as a tea, but it, it made it, I think it diluted it a little bit for me. Um, and it takes about 30 to 40 minutes for the, the psilocybin to um, go into your stomach and it gets broken down to psilocin. Um, and then from there, from your stomach, it goes up to your brain. And what it does is it, it's a, um, it's what's called a serotonin receptor. So it binds to the places in your brain where the happiness chemical, the ser serotonin goes. And then it like, it changes your brain and it, it uh, the, the psilocin, what is it called? The psilocin will actually um, have parts of your brain communicate to different parts of the brain that they'd never talk to normally. Like it opens up pathways in your brain um, to other areas that it never talks to. Um, and a lot of it happens in your visual center. So that's where you get your hallucin, uh, your hallucinations. Um, when I was tripping the other night, I was looking at my phone and like my phone was like, you know, going in and out like a 3D model. Um, and that's also, it affects your, like, it gives you a little bit of numbness. Um, it uh, numbs your tongue a little bit. Uh, it gives you a spiritual awakening, hallucinations, uh, distracts your thinking, uh, changes your emotions. Like you have quickly changing emotions. And that's part of this. Um, like when I was tripping, man, I was like really fucking happy. I was like in laughing so hard. And then like two seconds later, I was in tears. I was in little tears, uh, just about something. And then like a couple minutes later, I was back up again. So, um, and then just the, the peacefulness, uh, afterwards, you kind of have this feeling of peacefulness. Like, you know, I just had a, an experience that changed me and I feel really peaceful. And, uh, right. for somebody who has ADHD and, and, uh, depression, like I do, it was, you know, for, you don't really have that feeling very often of just peacefulness and quiet in your brain. So, uh, that was one of the things that really, uh, that really I, I enjoyed about this this time oh yeah mushrooms definitely they it's part of that being that trip that takes you to those highs and those lows 
and that peaceful level where you come to the realization. <coughs> Mel being the representative of uh, counseling and mental health that we have on the show, what do you think? What is this something that uh, is this healthy for us? Do you think this is something that can help people out? So I want to preface this with, I've not taken a class specifically talking about shrooms very much, but I do know that they've done things like fMRIs on brains while shrooming. And um, that it's like a hyperconnectivity is what they call it. So there are parts of your brain that they don't always connect at the same time with live activity, right? Like an electric signal type thing. So when you're shrooming, a lot of them all connect stronger than normal all at once. And I think Dave, that's when you get that kind of like, you know, like you were saying the the hallucinations and then afterwards, everything's very calm because everything's yeah. just relaxing. And that is probably very good for somebody who has a lot of anxiety. Um, there's not a lot of official studies talked about in any of my classes as far as like long-term effects of using it, except to say that like people have been permanently altered, not in major ways really very often, but have been personally changed in ways that, you know, people say they're going to change who they are or make this big drastic personality change. Um, but those are really hard to fight because there's a mm. lot going on for why you have that trait to begin with. Right. But you can shroom one time and something will change you sometimes. And, mm -hmm. and it, it's, they don't always know why, um, but it's fascinating. It's really, it's, you know, obviously it's fun <laughs> um, as well. And, and so as far as, you know, whether or not it's bad for you to do, it's no better or worse than any other drug in, in reasonable moderation. And, you know, considering whether or not you have any predispositions to things like addictions or, or you know, um, any kind of like history of psychotic episodes or schizophrenia, like you are more prone to things when you, when you party too much with that kind of genetic history. But even that doesn't, you know, discredit you. Moderation the key is definitely the key yeah. to most. everything. Yeah. Like nobody, you know, there's not this great secret behind in schools where they're saying like, don't let anybody ever do anything. <laughs> that's, um, I think that's, that comes from a place of combating addiction where you really shouldn't do anything anymore, which is different. Right. It's finding that, it's finding that balance. Um, so one thing I want to talk, touch on is because Dave talked about doing his music uh, and seeing the concerts and watching Baby Driver. Uh, Mel, I was there for some of your experiences. What is it like? What do you like to listen to anything particular? Do you like to watch anything particular when you go on those trips? So um, when I first started shrooming, like I said, it would be my room and it would just be, I would pick, um, you know, weird things to watch. I don't, I don't, I can't really even recall what they were. They were usually like kind of weird, um, like Pink Floyd type, you know, video things. And because uh, we had like, well, we had DVDs of things like The Wall. So we'd watch things like that. But right. um, later on, I started doing them like at music festivals, which was a little bit different. And you kind of wander off into the woods. And it's just, I liked, that's when I started to appreciate the visuals much more is, you know. And so now there's times where I can just have like, you know, just a softly colored light, listen to certain kinds of music. And I will just get to a point where I just want to stare at the plain white ceiling and see what I see, you know, kind of a thing, <laughs> see what I come up with because everything else already exists. Right. Right. No, I think uh, that's, that's a uh, good, I mean, music is a great way to experience. I very much enjoy music. You know, I've done Pink Floyd to the wall or Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon to uh, The Wizard of Oz with both of you guys at different times tripping shrooms. Yeah. Um, you were the one that showed me the dwarf committing suicide. Yep. Yep. While you were shrooming? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, go, I go, sometimes I go cold and dark. That was um, mean. I've been watching, you know, and it, it, you know, I bring back a lot to Buffy too. I've been watching Buffy on and off when I'm shrooming, and uh, that gives me a pretty deep. There's deeper stories to all of those, so I can usually find a connection or at least a theme of what I want to, what the rest of my trip is going to be about, of focusing on my own life from watching that. Um, my most public shrooming and the most enjoyable, uh, or the most interesting was when Mel and I took shrooms in Amsterdam. And before we started the show, Dave specifically <laughs> asked, you know, is are these legal in Amsterdam? And um, they are, they're, they're sold at smart shops. And actually you can buy that in ecstasy in uh, the smart shops in Amsterdam. But we were always 
we could always find ecstasy in America. So we went with the <laughs> shrooms. And uh, when we got in there, the lady, she wanted to know what kind of dose we wanted. And uh, we're like, listen, we're from America. And she's so like, like, oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and we took those shrooms and then we walked, wandered around Amsterdam. And it was just crazy. I mean, because all the houses, if you don't know anything about Amsterdam, the houses, the people in Amsterdam, the houses were taxed on the size of their doors. So if you had a big ass door, you got to pay more taxes. So what they actually did is all the houses are built out at a, uh, a slight angle and they have a pulley system and big bay windows at the top of them. So they can have really small doors, <laughs> but they bring their furniture up through these big bay windows. Something that you look at these houses and you don't really notice. You're like, ah, it's kind of like San Francisco. It's tall, lengthy buildings. You don't think much of it. But then you take rooms and it's like, it is like the world just all of a sudden you start looking, you're like, wow, the world is really folded in slightly. You know? It's like a pop-up book all like of a, a sudden. It really is a pop, it's like a pop-up book. So, um, so yeah, the shrooms in Amsterdam, actually probably some of the best rooms I had, some of the craziest visuals that you ever have. And you, you don't always think you could do things on shrooms. Sometimes you're like, damn, I can't do shit on shrooms. But really, you just kind of chugged through. We chugged through that day. We were out for hours. We sat next to a cop. We rode a train. We went into KFC and they were blasting. Rabbi. It was it was a crazy, crazy experience. Um, and Amsterdam's a weird place to shroom. Like in the main street, they, they have these like outside like portable pee buckets right. for guys, like around certain light poles and stuff. Like it's a weird place to be shrooming. There's no cars except these giant Red Bull ads for some reason. Yeah, it's and water that you know, like big canals through every street. Right, and and Anne Frank's house, all weird. <laughs> and Anne Frank's house. We did uh, not do that on the same day, obviously. <laughs> so I can't imagine like walking around or doing anything like that on shrooms. My legs were so jellified when I was shrooming. I like it took me a lot of energy to get off my couch and come. In back into my office to do my shroom videos. Um, but like my folks were walking around a casino, like, and you guys were walking around Amsterdam. I mean, like, I that that is beyond me. I don't know how you guys managed. You have that. to set the tone though, because like All I right. said, when I first started, I was like you, where I, I just wanted to stay in my room with my friends that were, you know, that who knew what I state of mind I was in, really. You know, I was like, no, this is the only people I can trust right now. <laughs> and, um, and I could control my surroundings because I didn't want to freak out. But if you set the tone ahead of time and you're like, this is what we're going to do while we shoot, like it's a very different experience. If you're already outside while you take them, you're not going to want to lay down because I do want to just lay down and see what I see sometimes. And you do still want to do that and you'll find a place to do that. It'll just be a park or but, something. Yeah, and it should be a more interesting. Part of the thing is probably why you you'd rather sink in and do anything like that is you know this environment. We even walked around our neighborhood and it just wasn't that exciting. The reason that your parents probably did it up in the hill and we did it in Amsterdam and I will almost do shrooms in any experience I've done at Disney World before. Um, the amazing thing about shrooms, I think the outsideness of shrooms is that there's always another door and there's always something different. So once you're already in that environment, imagine how amazed you were about what you saw Baby Driver or the music that you were listening to or everything else like that. Once you're already out in it, once you're just heavy into the shrooming thing, the next corner is what excites you in the same way that the music excites you before and everything. And you probably think you look stupid, but I think like if people saw Mel and I walking around Amsterdam, we were just probably kind of walking slow with like really big eyes and talking about actually probably pretty normal shit relatively. Except but for when I spent 20 different. minutes taking pictures of that cat through the right. window. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, I, I'm envious of your parents. Like, next time I get a hold of yeah, them, I'm fun. going to do get some shrooms. And I'm going to go up to the hill, and I'm going to start at the Grand Z, and we're just going to take the shrooms there, and we're going to ride down that bus and then walk around. Oh, that sounds so cool because sensory, man. You get lights out, and you get the outside. Uh, they're watching. Did they have a great time? Did they do what I thought they were doing? Was walking around the casino and like, uh, did they walk around or did they just chill? 
Let me, no, uh, let, me let me get caught up on. So they watched uh, Pink Floyd, Lazerium. Um, in Amsterdam, they did not do shrooms. They got ripped off. And the casino oh. was the second time. And uh, did you guys just walk around? Go ahead and answer. I'm watching the. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and so what we would, what we would, uh, we, we, I really enjoyed walking around. I, I in different environments. I, I've been impressed recently because we were trying to save it. And we've actually, I've, I've probably tripped more since we got those to meld in. Uh, because I've, I've started to appreciate the microdose. I don't need a lot. I don't need it to get to a lot of a visual to me. I just need to get right to that trip point where I start yawning and everything gets just a little bit off so my mind can focus in a way, because I'm a visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. You, know, I'm a, you know, you're a writer, Dave. You know how that stuff is. So it's a, to me, everything is a continuation of a story. So I've, I'll find myself talking to myself and be like, okay, where am I going with this tonight? Or, you know, even mentally, where is this taking me? What is this journey going to be? Where do I want to focus it to? And so when I, and I like that with microdosing, you know, next time I do a lot, I want to be in a neat place where I can go outside. Microdosing, <laughs> I, I can do that. I could literally microdose like a couple times a week and I'd be, probably be very, very happy. Yeah, the hard part is, man, it's, it's still uh, in its infancy, becoming legal. Um, you can't find that shit anywhere. Like we just locked into this shit, and then we did like anybody who has not had something for a real long time, and all of a sudden had access to a lot. We like blew through it real quick, and then we're like, you know, I still have a little bit left, and that's in, after like doing it a few times and also hooking my my folks up. Um, but you you're left wanting that that experience a little bit more, which is uh, like I definitely want that you know, to find a contact for that, but it is illegal. And I, I try not to do stuff that will get me arrested because I have a kid and everything. And that's a bad example to set for your kid. My kids are 18 and 20. I don't care if I get arrested. People of Colorado, if you have a regular room hookup, contact us at milehighpodcast at gmail.com. Milehighpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us a message on Facebook. Uh, Tell me I'm down. Dave doesn't have to know. It could just be our little secret. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. If you get a hookup, man, we both get a hookup. So There you go. All right. Well, um, do you wanna, I'm going to try. I, I'm, I think I might have gotten this at work again. Um, okay. Famous okay. last words. Famous okay, last words. What's up, everybody? This is Dave from the Mile High Podcast. We are doing a little bit of an experiment for our Shroom Show coming up in July. James and I have been tasked with taking a small dosage of psychoactive mushrooms and we are going to record our experience. We've uh, had a couple of experiences already with these and it's uh, a hell of a journey from beginning to end. So it'll be interesting to see what happens after I take these videos. but. I wanted to show you, I am doing tea. I am doing shroom tea. Uh, I can't stand the taste. It tastes like absolute garbage. It's disgusting. And every time I try to eat them, I almost throw up. So this is this way, I'm hoping to get all the effects, um, but not have to throw up in order to do so. So I'll be checking in throughout the night. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. All right, checking in. We are 30 minutes past uh, taking the tea or drinking the tea. And like two minutes ago, I was like, man, nothing. Literally nothing's happening. But in the last like two minutes, my uh, hands and my face are going a little numb. And uh, I don't know, I'm feeling, feeling happy. feeling happy right now. So I think things are just starting to kick in. So keep checking in. All right, man, 40 minutes, and I'm feeling like my all my appendages feel numb and feel like, I, it's hard to explain, man. It's like, uh, you just don't want to move, really. You just kind of want to sit back in your chair and just kind of let the world wash over you. So uh, right now I'm uh, working, trying to get some, uh, some uh, work done on my books. 
but uh, words aren't coming very well. Uh, minds uh, not concentrating so well. Uh, tongues feeling a little numb. Uh, but yeah, shit's just like starting to kick in like the last like ten minutes, man. It is ramping up exponentially. So uh, I'm getting ready for a good time. So I'm like two hours in and it took every ounce of energy to come out here and talk to you. I am right now locked on my couch, just, uh, watching concerts over and over right now. I'm on monsters of men. Um, I took a, such a low dose tonight. I'm not having the, the head journey like I had the last couple times. Um, but I, my whole body just, it feels like jello and my head's just kind of swimming around but not really thinking of much. Um, last couple of times, I mean, the journey took you through some really weird emotional places. But tonight, it's just uh, my body's just mellow and I'm enjoying the music. So, yeah, it, I don't know how many more of these I'm going to be able to do because uh, it took a whole lot of energy to stop what I was doing and coming out and doing this. So, all right. Yep. All right. Well, uh it is like 1.30 in the morning, so we're looking at... Uh, math is not my strong suit. So we're about four hours into the trip. Uh, and I didn't take nearly as much as I uh, I did last time. Uh, only about one gram. Um, I definitely didn't have the, the same head trip that I did last time. Um, but it was, it's been a, a great night. Just listen to music. Um... I went down a rabbit hole uh, of different bands that I like, and uh, it was just, it was a good time. Um, I still, my whole body kind of feels like jello right now, but um, uh, I'm about ready for bed. I've been up since uh, 3.45, so I'm going on about 24 hours right now. So uh, it was a good trip. Um, I definitely think that uh, brewing it in the tea um, maybe. uh minimize some of the effects and so you know i was gonna have to suck it up and man up and eat the the what i got left next time but uh it was definitely a, a really good trip um you know so thanks for watching my high podcast thanks dave i got to work i'm so happy you did get to work no, I, like I can turn it off turn it off too um so no i like that and it was a good representation of what a trip is and i agree there's a couple points that you made on there number one the the microdosing to me a gram is a good microdose a gram i could drive a car on generally no i had to <laughs> hell no, no. I could if i had to i could drive a car on a gram i could do no. i could do almost basically whatever driving I a need. car on shrooms not sponsored by no. trucky pacific right not sponsored by anybody here <laughs> yeah but i like the microdosing aspect of it i think <laughs> microdosing is uh the way to go the other thing that I do is, and Mel and I do this a little different than you do, is we'll take some shrooms, and then it'll get about an hour into it. And about yeah, an we'll hour take in, a little more. And we'll be like, well, now we got to take some more. So we end up like taking like a gram and a half. <laughs> yeah. Some, and we sometimes may do it a second time, depending on how early we started doing the shrooms. Like, if we started doing the shrooms at 7 o'clock and we had enough, we redosed at like 9 and probably 11. Yeah. Wow. And so it's just peaked, growing, growing, growing. Yeah. But uh, we never end up taking more than about two grams because we start with like a gram and we do like a little half gram. But our friend that we did shrooms with, she had some real like, like straight out of the like ground. Yeah, yeah. And so Moments. they were different kinds of shrooms. And we did hers purely with tea. And I actually think her tea really kicked our butt. I think it took us to a different level that night. I mean, it took me, it, I could have drive for seven hours after we took those shrooms. So. Yeah. And we just eat ours. Yeah. yeah it's gross. I can't. I try. And the problem, so this is a, a cycle then. Like, I don't like the, the taste of it. So the best thing I found is like putting it into like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or like mix it in with a little bit of ice cream. But then your stomach is also fighting for, find to digest the mushrooms along with your peanut butter and jelly sandwich and so it takes longer for it to kick in and it will minimize the effects like some of it right. will be absorbed so you have to you know like 
eating it, like drinking it is probably the, the best way, the most direct way. Uh, I tried to do the tea. I probably fucked it up. You know, I've never done the tea before, so uh, I probably fucked it up. And I think I, I might have like diluted the effects a little bit by the way I did it. But uh, it's, all, you know, I'm willing to try again. I'll just keep trying until I get it right. I think it's a combination of like maybe take a handful of shrooms and then drink the tea because that's really the most or, intense trip that Mel and I had on this particular yeah. batch of shrooms is we did oh. about uh, a gram and a half of shrooms that we ate or a gram of shrooms each and then we drank a gram of shroom tea and that was our most that was our trippiest trip trip you know like the, the other but, ones were cool and they got your head all like oh but that one was like a serious trip for me and Mel, not the third person who was tripping with us that night. She did not have the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. I always, when I first started, I didn't like the taste either. And I just, um, I just do it in chunks and sip seven up in between because it fizzes and removes it from your teeth. <laughs> Cause my problem is it sticks to my teeth. And then I'm like, ah, but if I could just get it chewed and down, I'll be fine. But now I don't know. It's easier. So we're talking ease of drug use. I mean, the truth is, or the tastiness of drug use, ecstasy is really the easiest. It's literally just a pill. You just take that shit and then you're gone and then it's it's fine. On the list of yeah, but it's... ease of drugs use, that one's really easy. It doesn't taste bad. You know, I don't I, I don't have a problem with the taste of shrooms, but that's also because like I know what they're giving to me. So mentally i've already made the agreement i'm like whatever this tastes great because of what's about to happen you know right? well i think i'm in my own head i'm like you know i am going in knowing that it's going to taste like shit to me so then i'm like Ugh. um yeah i just gotta i just gotta get over it put in some flavored juice or something like that and just shoot it back yep yeah no that's i mean that's really all that uh we could do um before we talk about what we think the future of magic mushrooms is going to be did you get an answer from your parents, Dave? Uh, no, but my dad did say that he is. Uh, he thinks that our openly begging for shrooms. He hopes that works because he has a vested interest in uh, <laughs> our success. So. You. I'm telling you, this is why I have platforms on things. Uh, people in Colorado, reach out. I would like your shrooms. That's what you need to know. Um, speaking of that, so Denver, let's talk about. Let's talk right before we close this whole thing out. Let's talk a little bit about legality, where Denver is and Washington State are, and where we think it's going to go. So, Dave, do you know the legal status of mushrooms in the city and county of Denver? Yeah, it's it is on decriminalized. It's that is the level that we are at. So, uh, it is illegal to sell. It's illegal to consume. It's illegal to buy. Um, but if you get caught with it on you then you don't get in trouble uh, it's a, yeah, it's a big it. step because that's that that is the the first step that we had right um, and uh, and it's like us in oakland i think are the only two cities that are decriminalized um but in and a lot of it's decriminalized because um they want uh researchers to do more um research on uh the effects of magic mushrooms and once you have more um, research behind you and more data then you can that's what you and the lobbyists will do like they'll take that information and say hey this is an amazing product for people with anxiety or depression um it could be um uh, it could be a, a breakthrough drug for people who have chronic depression or what or whatnot and um you know, kind of start how marijuana was. Marijuana started as decriminalized and then more research came out saying, these are the health benefits of this particular drug. Um, and then it became available to people who had a medical need for it. And then they saw that um, the crime wasn't going up significantly. Accidents weren't going up uh, and they're making a shit ton of tax money. So they're like, okay, so it's not that bad. Now we've done this experiment. Let's go ahead and start rolling with retail. Um, I think mushrooms are very much on that same path. So you decriminalize it. Um, it's got to get more research behind it. It's got to get in um, to some of these uh, hospitals and, and uh, mental health facilities so they can test it and show that there is a medical benefit for this. Um, and then eventually it'll be available. But it's going to be it's going to be five years minimum. Before uh, it's decriminalized at the level of weeds. So let me re 
focus it to people. There were a lot of marijuana dealers in the late 90s and early 2000s. We need that many shroom dealers out there, and they need to contact My Life Podcast. If you contact us, I will start a shroom podcast where I just eat shrooms and talk to people, too. Do it once a month. It'll be great. Um, yes, yeah, I knew. I knew. People are always down for that. Uh, the future. What do you see for the future of Magic Mushrooms? Mel, where do you see it? I mean, especially because of what you're going into and what you're studying, what do you see the future of Magic Mushrooms? Are they going to be legalized? Are they going to be used uh, in treatment to help things like depression to have... Uh, where do you see shrooms in the future? What, what do you it, see for, for It really depends the most on, um, I mean, it just depends on how politics plays out really, right? Um, I, I think it will eventually be legalized over, but I don't, I don't know, you know, 15, 20 years, like there has to be a lot of research. And it's, you know, like I said, it really depends on which, which party's in control. Cause you know, some parties may fight any kind of legalizing it. So, I don't Going know. Out there back I do in think federalized weed right now either. <laughs> but I, I do think that eventually it'll be legalized in enough states like it is with weed. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think the future of shrooms are. I think they're like anything else. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, I think the future of shrooms are broad i think it's going to i don't know if it's going to get to the level of dispensaries like it is now uh but it is definitely going to be more like little specialty shops yeah i definitely i think it'll be like states like colorado seattle oregon california um there'll be i don't think there's gonna be nearly as many states i, I think weed will eventually go legal in all 50 states i think we'll uh, we'll federalize it finally um but I think mushrooms will only be in a handful of states. And even those handful of states, I bet you it's going to be, you have to have a meta, a legitimate medical reason because it is, it's, it is a powerful drug. And if you, um, if you like do it too much, like that will impair your, your driving ability that will impair your ability to function. Um, like if you get blackout drunk, that is about that level. Like, you know, you, are a danger to others around you if you're not careful. Um, and so it has to be have like a lot of research on what is a good dosage um, and have it available to people who have a medical need. Um, and I can't imagine it's going to be retail for a long time for just for that reason. That phone ring, I think was somebody who has shrooms. Oh my God. So with that, we are going to wrap is it, up is it my this dad? episode of the Mile podcast. Uh, so it hopefully works out for everybody. Dave, I don't have, now that you don't do an outline, I don't have everything that we need to say. So get prepared to do that. All right. Um, Mel, thank you so much for showing up. Dave, thank you for letting me step right back into the host seat as soon as I'm available. It's, it's fun. Um, all Mel and I have to promote really right now is go check out Mount Shores on eBay. That's where we make our other level of cash. Check it on Facebook. You can follow us there. We got some really cool shit. If you're looking for a $5,500 piccolo, <laughs> we are your people. Piccolo, piccolo, piccolo. And so, Mel, thank you so much for being here. Dave, tell us what you had to promote and run us through that finish cycle. All right. So uh, I am promoting Caldera, which is my book on Amazon. I am also promoting... Um, Mr. Santori of Santori What Now and the Santori Project, one of our best friends here on Mile High po- or on well, Mile High Podcast and Truckee Pacific in general. Uh, we started a new podcast uh, this week. It's called Santori and Hawk's uh, Favorite Albums. And we did a deep dive podcast about Rush's 2112. And uh, it turned out great, especially for a, a first episode for us. It turned out really, really well. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's pumped us up. We got a, a lot of really good reception. It's one of our most out of like four days it's been on there it's like one of our top two podcasts that we put up on spotify so nice. i mean it you know people we're gonna a pretty good reception for it so uh we'll be uh, recording another episode for that here in the next couple of weeks and we're gonna talk about nine inch nails nine inch nails is downward spiral which is my favorite album of all time 
Um, I thought you meant the band's trajectory. <laughs> Yay, that's funny. I like that. Um, so James tasked me with trying to find all of our social media stuff. Um, we're on Facebook at Mile High Podcast. We're on Twitter at High Podcast. Um, you can email us at themilehighpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, um, if you guys want to be half as cool as my mom and dad, uh, you can throw a couple bucks our way at Venmo and you can uh, get us at, at Truckee Pacific 303 on Venmo. Just throw us a couple bucks. Um, you know, like I said, DM us, uh, slide into our DMs, tell us you got a little shroom action going. Uh, we'd love to meet you. Um, and that's all I got, James. You know, make sure we had a great couple seasons. I, last thing, I'm so sorry. I have so much shit. I've had so much shit just pent up. Um, See, he's been holding it. Me and uh, Nicole Gorey and I, uh, the, our comedian friend from Chicago or from Illinois area, uh, we are going to do a Mile High podcast um, dating game. We're going to do a, a, game, a show called We Daters. Uh, she has some comedian friends of hers that are single, and we're going to try to find some people to come on. And uh, it's going to be like a, a bachelor style or a, uh, a dating game kind of show. So, uh, and I'm gonna, she's producing it. Um, I'm happy to let her uh, run with the vision of her and give her a platform for her to do her stuff. So uh, be aware of that. And then uh, that's, that's it. I swear to God, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. There you go. Well, guys, check us out on all the platforms, like Dave said. It is so good to be back. Um, thank you for coming out. It's been a good Friday from us here at the Mile High Podcast. Have a good night. Good night. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.